Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Herd Fit Podcast with Dr. Sam Ree and myself, Coach David Syverson. This podcast is aimed at helping anyone and everyone looking to enhance their healthy lifestyle through fitness, nutrition, and most importantly, mindset. All right, welcome back to the Herd Fit Podcast. I'm Coach David Syverson. I'm here with Coach and Dr. Sam Ree. We are here going to break down the equipment list and maybe just talk about the um, age online qualifier weekend, which is April 21st to 24th. And I don't want to really talk too much about preparing for it. I just think that us talking about the equipment can get some wheels spinning. We did this last year. It was fun. We predicted what we were going to see. And we were right for the most part, kind of like what we, we, we didn't get all the combinations, but in terms of what we were going to be using. April 21st to 24th, there, if you finish top 10% in the world in your age group, this is including teens and then a master's division starting at age 35. And there's a new division starting every uh, five years. So 35 to 39 40 to 44, 45 to 49, et cetera. And there's over the course of the April 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, four days, you're going to have to do five or six workouts. That's last year. It was five or five events, I should say. And be prepared for more. It's possible that we'll see more. And this is where you start to see the workouts take a turn. It's no longer about being inclusive. This is now starting to find the fittest athletes in the world. And the workouts in some cases are not doable. If you finish top 10% in the world, you're pretty good at CrossFit. There are still people in that window, a lot of people that they can't do a couple of these workouts because they're too hard, too heavy, too skilled, and- Too uh, dangerous. Too dangerous. So that's what this weekend will be. We are no longer talking about fitness at this point. We are now in the full-blown sports stage of it, even though the vast majority- that qualify are going into this for the experience and just like, hey, I qualified, I deserve to be here, I'm gonna go do it. They know that getting to the next stage is tough. The next stage is top 30 out of these. So in my division alone, I think there's 3,000 guys. Top 30 make it to the next stage. So that means 2,700 will not make the next stage. And But congratulations to you, I just wanna shout out, you made 96th place yep. in the Open. Yep. So you're in the top 100. Yep. So you're right, 30, but 30 is very rare company to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just look at some of the names in my group. I'm like, holy cow. Like three years ago, I was watching these guys at the games crushing workouts, which is cool. But yeah, we have 14 athletes from Bison qualifying. And by the time this airs, we're probably going to be two weeks away from it, I think, two, three weeks away. So really, it's just shout out to them. Um, so proud of them. I'm actually meeting with them tonight on Zoom and just going to go over a few things. It really is a testament to their hard work. And a lot of them um, have been working at this for a really long time. They do a lot of things that other people don't know about. They make a lot of sacrifices to train and really proud of them for, for getting there. So CrossFit just released the equipment that you need for this stage. And we want to break it down. What to expect? What have we done in the past? What did we not do last year? Because assuming they'll switch it up. One big thing I want to uh, say that will likely be different. I want to get your thoughts on this. Last year, the individual team and masters of the quarterfinal workouts were all pretty much the same. That's right. And we were told that would not be the case this year. What do you think? Well, the equipment list is different. Very different. So I assume that it will be different. I don't know if that's good or bad because the AGOQ workouts in the past have been really hard. Yeah. And I don't know if that means that's not going to make them any easier just because the equipment was slightly different. Oh, yeah. No, I don't think it'll be easier. Just be different. I, I like the fact that they're different for honestly one main reason. There are athletes that qualify for both. So they qualify for the age online qualifier, the masters, and then there's they also qualify for the individual, which is this upcoming weekend. Owen, he might be taking on this weekend. He qualified. He's not sure if he's going to do it, but 
he so he's going to be taking on workouts this week next weekend and there's a few of us that might hop in with him i got a couple of friends that are going to come up and do one of the workouts here but if you qualify for both and you did the workouts individual weekend and then you did the same exact workouts four weeks later i feel like you have an advantage i decide not to do the so it's not i'm not going to say it's unfair but i just think it takes away some of the competition feel that if you did the exact workouts three weeks prior to, and you knew that was actually coming again, if CrossFit announced that the equipment lists were the same, I almost feel like it's it's not a real competition. That is true. I actually didn't even think about that. And you're right. The The surprise factor is something I'm looking forward to yeah. this year. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And the surprise factor. So they come out with these workouts Thursday at 3 o'clock. So on Monday, sorry, I should have said this first. The Monday, they come out with the layout of every workout. So they take a picture, an overhead picture of how they want the gym set up or your workout space set up for that workout. So they obviously, so you obviously know what equipment is in every workout. I wouldn't say what movement, but for example, last year, I think the first workout was, or one of, I think the first workout was two dumbbells for the open division. They had two dumbbells, a handstand push-up mat and a jump rope. So you knew that you were doing something with two dumbbells. You knew you're doing handstand push-ups and you knew you're doing jump rope. So it give you a feel. There's a surprise. There's still a surprise factor though, because on Thursday at 3 p.m. they come out with the workouts, but also new last year and will be the case again this year is they come out with these workouts. On, they come out with all of them Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. You have to submit workouts one and two within the next 21 hours. All right. So which is basically saying, hey, get to the gym Thursday night, do one, and then Friday morning, do one. And if you need to, do both. And they're actually telling you what ones you got to do. And then there's another window. The next two workouts are due Saturday at, at noon. The ne- and then Sunday, the last workout or the last two workouts are due. So they're basically telling you two things. You have to do the workouts in a particular order, and you're probably not going to be able to repeat them. Last year, athletes who did the four rep max front squat yep. first, yep. that was smart. Yes. I didn't do it that way. I followed what the order was. Yep. And I felt like it hurt me to lift, try to lift heavy Tired. after the first couple. Yeah. I do think it's very important to look at the workouts, figure out what timing you want. Yep. I think that will be critical. Yep. Definitely, definitely use a coach. I think if there's a max strength lift, it should be your first or second workout. Absolutely. Some people do work out a lift a little bit better once they get like the juices flowing. I don't want to say everyone should start off with the strength, but I do think that what, if there is a strength event, you should be doing it Thursday night. Um, that first night. So let's go over the equipment list real quick. So the first thing they say is all recommended open equipment. So everything that we use in the open is is free game. So you got your pull-up bar, obviously. Um, You got your barbell. You got your box. Yeah, you got your box, your wall space. Jump rope. Jump rope, yeah. I know, when I did not see the jump rope on the list, I was like, yes. I was like, oh, wait, all the equipment. So that's just whatever. We need to break that down. The first thing, 30 feet of flat space suitable for movements covering distance. We talked about this before. Yep. So either handstand so, walk or lunges. Yep. That those that and I will say this, there's a rumor and from a reliable source that 22.1 was supposed to be shuttle runs instead of box jumps in the Dave Castro version of the workout. Mm. So could they put shuttle runs at this stage? It's possible. So I think we need to be anticipating three things. Handstand walks, walking lunges, and shuttle runs. I anticipate a lot of pulled hamstrings on that oh, one. Oh, yeah. I'm not training shuttle runs at all. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I'm will. i just going to assume that's not the case. But just be ready. If there's a wrinkle, just be ready for that. Um, and, yeah, you have to anticipate walking lunges and or handstand walks. 
And it's possible that you'll see both. It's possible that you'll see them in the same workout. And, and 30 feet is something we have pretty easily set up in our gym. Not every gym, not every garage especially is set up that way. That is partially why they tell athletes that if you are a garage CrossFitter, you should be finding an affiliate to do these workouts at. Is there anything you can really train for? Sure. Get on your hands, do some walking lunges. One thing I would tell athletes to train for, I just did a walking lunge workout today, is break down how many steps it takes you to get that distance. That helps me so much. Sometimes when these walking lunge workouts, the standard is whatever line you have to cross, your entire foot needs to cross before you're done. You can't touch the 30-foot target and then like, all right, I'm done. You have to get across it. And I've, I've seen this happen so many times, judging, doing the workout uh, myself, is that when you're doing walking lunges and you kinda, you're like three feet away and you're like, all right, should I go for this and take a really big stride or should I just do two small ones? And I think sometimes it helps you instead of th- – making that decision in the moment, practice the pattern of the walking lunge and know with your normal stride, how many steps does it take? Yeah. But with weight, because I can stride much farther yes. without weight. Yeah. But if I have a 70 freaking pound dumbbell over my head, that's going to be a little bit. Different. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that next. All right. In the open division, they said you need two dumbbells, 50 pounds for guys, 35 girls, but for masters, you only need one. However, you need a 70-pound dumbbell for the guys and a 50-pound dumbbell for the girls. This is kind of like Legends. Legends that started doing this. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> I would honestly rather take two 50s than a single 70. Oh, I so much to disagree. Are, are you kidding me? My left side is so weak. If I have to hold anything overhead, that's se- like 50 is a challenge. Yeah. 70, I don't know what I'm going to do with that one. I think you can do it. This is one of these things where I think Sam will surprise himself. You're definitely strong enough. You have good mobility. I just don't think you've done it that much. How about the nine women that made it? Remember, for nine women made it, yep. and they're all going to have to use a 50, which is insanely heavy. For it, is, it is heavy, and we have to start training that. I do think I've used dumbbell in movements like this, whether it's a front rack lunge, overhead lunge. And like your first few sessions, like, dude, this is way too hard. But if you practice a little bit, you do think about this, Sam. Like if I said, if it's, if the movement's dumbbell snatch and I said, do 30 dumbbell snatch in a row, you'd be able to do it. So if you can do 30 dumbbell snatch in a row with a 50, you can do 10 in a row with a 70. It just, it just takes a little bit more like skill and concentration. And you might need to change the movement pattern a little bit and what you're firing at different times. I, I think that's part of it. I think practice is going to be very important. Yes, practice with that, but not at a max effort feel. And, we'll, and like those that are insecure about this right now, not sure about it, I'll definitely help you out. Just train for a little bit, progression, high pulls, all that good stuff, overhead carries. Yep. So yeah, we're probably looking at overhead lunges or dumbbell snatch, right? You're not thinking anything else? Devil's press? Maybe. Could be a devil's press. I didn't think about that. That'd be pretty nasty. That'd be horrible. All I, What I really don't want to see is a, a dumbbell step up with that thing. That would be nasty. That would be dangerous. I might not I even agree. be able to that do that. That would be dangerous, yeah. Like I physically might not be able to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's cross that off. <laughs> Eric Rosa, or no, Adrian Bosman, if you're listening, let's cross that off. Um, 15 foot climbing rope. We had uh, rope climbs last year. Yep. They're, it's a skill. Yep. I think most of the people at our gym are very good at rope climbs. Like yeah. surprisingly good. Yeah. Every strong. Time, every strong. time you program them, there are a lot of people that love doing them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan personally, but I can get through them. Yeah. It, it, it's funny, and you probably saw it at Legends more than anything else, how much it taxes you to do them. Yeah. Especially legless. Yeah. You did, was it half legless or? So basically, there was a set of. Uh, it was a set of five, four, three, two, one. 
rope climbs and the first rope climb on every set had to be legless. Do you think they could program for the 35 to 39 legless yes. and then over over that age, not legless? Yeah, I do. I, I, I see that. I, I could see 30. So CrossFit generally keeps the programming the same from age 35 to 54, which don't love that. Um, yeah, why should I be doing the same that yeah, you? No, I agree. I agree. I think they should start changing it at 50, but whatever. So the it is possible that we would see a legless rope climb. I don't think it would be a high volume because if they really want to test the legless rope climb, honestly – you really need to need to throw one or two in at a time. Now, for the thirty-five to thirty-nine athletes, are you going? Would you recommend that they practice legless rope climbs? Yeah, and if you're not sure about it, I would just pro- what I have Kathleen do is just go halfway up. Like, don't don't. It's scary being up there and be like, I'm about to fall off this thing, or have a spotter. Um, but I would practice the legless rope climb for two reasons: prep your body a little bit, but it really does improve your pulling strength on the actually on the re- regular rope climb. Like my rope climbs got a lot better after doing a cycle of legless and now my coach will program legless i just did one this week it's three or four in in a set and they've gotten a lot better and now the regular rope climb it almost seems like i'm going from running to to walking if you don't have to think that much about it you can focus on the skill i still suck at coming down the rope i'm so bad at it um so jealous of people that are good at that but last year i think one thing about the rope we also just need to put some thought into if you're going to try to train for it a little bit hey don't do too many if you get on that thing twice a week that's i don't i think that's more than enough um but last year it was paired with ghds and pistols and i don't think people anticipated how hard those rope climbs would be after the ghd that was so bad yeah Yeah. that all that um the abs and the hip flexors you don't realize how much you use those to pick up your knees. You literally couldn't bring <laughs> your knees up because yeah. your abs were seizing so bad. Yeah, I think I saw, who was it? I think Karim last year did a rope climb that took 46 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> That's a lot of gripping. <laughs> and but she did awesome. But yeah, so we anticipate like rope climbs by themselves are not that bad, but you start throwing it in with like a, a movement like that, a non-complimentary movement where like those hip flexors get really tough or another grippy movement. Like if you have to do deadlifts and rope climbs, you got to anticipate that a little bit, that your approach on them might change. But the GHD is not in the Masters. Yes, there is no GHD in the Masters this year. I'm upset by that. But that's – so you won't see that workout. That will not be a repeat. I did a lot of GHDs this year in preparation. And it's good for my core. It's good it for um, a lot of other movements. Yeah. So I'm not mad. Yeah. But – I want to see them. If if I saw a repeat of that last workout from last year, I would have done much better this year. Yeah. And just, just put out that – we don't have anyone from our gym in this group, but Masters 55 plus, your dumbbell is uh, a 50 pound. Why does it say 55, 30 – why does it say 50, 35, 20? I think depending on... Oh, even an older age group? Yeah, like okay. 65. Okay. So yeah, your dumbbell will be a little lighter if you are in that 55 plus group. We got three things left. We have the C2 rower. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I know the, the rower will be back. We did... We had a... This, last year... I didn't have a good year last year. Programming didn't go my way. I wasn't, I wasn't... I didn't perform well either. But there was a row, but it was only a 15 cal row five different times. And it just wasn't uh, that didn't really display any rowing capacity. What do you think about the rower? I'm not horrible at the row. I think they always seemed to use it in previous workouts as a heart rate elevator. Yeah. It, it favors the big guys for sure. Listen, I'll just struggle through it. I think the women. I don't know. We have a couple women who are really good at the row. They're, yeah, but, but a couple that also they just struggle. I think we have what we have a lot of people that are aerobic. Like they can sustain pace for a long time, but they don't have the power yeah, to like, go fast on it. And this is one where. I don't know. I mean, it really depends on how they program that row. If it's short, it's not so bad. If it's right. a long one. Yeah. So yeah, the, the bigger athletes usually have a little bit of advantage if the row's a bit longer or more power-based. 
And I've always thought that you can program such good complementary workouts with the rower. An example would be 50 cal row, 50 strict handstand pushups, 50 cal row, because the people that really struggle with a anatomy speaking could usually do well on the handstand pushup. Vice versa. If you are really good at rowing, you probably have a little bit of disadvantage on the on the handstand pushup. Do you think we could ever see a single modality workout with a row? In the games that, you, that one year, they did a thousand meter row for time. No, maybe for the semi. I see that for, for semis. semis. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you think this would be? I will say that the last thing I'll say about the rower, it can be hard to put in a competitive setting for the sake of your on. Like, if you want to make it to the next stage, you have to have video everything. And everything needs to be like perfect. It's like really stressful. It's probably one of the most stressful parts about doing these workouts. And it can be hard for a clock. You have to have like other movements, the view that they want, and your camera has to be set up perfectly that it can see the monitor. And it, it's hard to see the monitor unless the camera's right there. But if the camera's right there, it won't see anything else. That was part of the reason why I did think it would be something really simple, like a couplet, like a handstand push-up row or just a row because you, the camera is very easily set up that you can see both movements. I just feel like if it was a single event row, the time difference would be so tight. Because remember in the row, I think they had something like that for one of the games qualifying events last year. Yeah. And it was literally tenths of a second. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like yeah. Chandler Smith just got eked out. Like right. literally. And yeah. and the condition of your rower does make a little bit of a difference. It does. You're right. And so I feel like it, it would be, not be very fair if they did something like that. Cool. All right. We got two things left. We have uh, gymnastics rings. First thought? Uh, ring muscle ups. Yeah, ring muscle ups. I agree. Ring dips, maybe? Mm, no. No. Yeah, too hard to judge. No, everyone loves ring muscle ups. Yeah. They'll program that. And it's a huge separator. Yeah. At this stage, you need to have a couple workouts that really separate the good from the great. And you put in ascending muscle ups or high volume muscle ups, that can usually do it. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. This used to be an open right. movement. And now I think it's just going to be reserved exclusively for quarter. the next stage, yeah. which is unfortunate. I, I hope that's not true. Because I have a lot of athletes here that they might not make, or they don't really care. They're not, that's not their goal to make the top 10%, but they're good at ring muscle-ups and they should have their time. I, I don't think they, I hope CrossFit does not do that where the rings are only reserved for the next stage. I just, I wouldn't agree with it. I mean, how many people at our gym would you say can do ring muscle-ups? We'll find out Friday when we're doing Nate next week. So that, but I bet I would say like actually in a workout, like not get a rep, do them in a workout. Right. Like in a workout. 10. Yeah. 10 yeah. yeah it's a huge separator it is it's huge it's huge but i just know like i'm thinking about my my wife ashley she's right on the bubble she's gonna make it again next year she's gonna make the qualifier next year i'm very confident in that but she's really good at ring muscle ups and she worked on them with liz and adam for a long time and they're all like have gotten really good at them and i would just wish that could have be that can be displayed in the open you know i do feel like uh, other than the 10, there are probably like 20 or 25 that can do one or right, two. Right. And you're right. If there was more of a impetus to do it, like more incentive, right. I would have probably worked on them more right. had I known for sure they were, they were in the open. Yeah. Now, how, how much will you be working on them in the next month? I mean- We're I, only five weeks away. I did try them like a month ago. Okay. And they were easier than what I remember them to be. Good. Just from overall- Accessory strength. muscle strength yeah. and all yeah. that stuff. GHDs Good. help a lot. Yes, GHDs do help. Um, to string them together. In workout with other movements. Uh, yeah. No, we'll see. It's tough. Okay. And the last thing is a squat rack. So we had this last year and they tested a four. You had 20 minutes, I think, to find a four at max front squat. That was that was fun. Actually, I don't, I, I'm don't. i not a huge lifter. Not very good. I you think it was great. But it was. I had, I had a major PR. Yeah. It was fun. What was, was your number for that? 323. Holy cow. My previous one rep max was 335. And... I had not squatted over 315 front squat in over a year. 
and I and I did four at three twenty three, and that's all environment. I don't think I saw anyone more excited than you throwing your weight belt <laughs> against the wall on that one. I was pumped. That was, was really pumped. exciting. What do you think about the squat rack? Uh, well, they're not going to do a four rep max front squat. Do you think they're no. not? It's going to be something else. It's going to be something different. Uh, Should we assume squat? I. I think so i just don't think it's going to be a back squat overhead i, I think overhead squat I but think they had 165 overhead squats with burpee box jumps burpee, last yeah. year so they tested the front they tested the overhead squat last year and the problem is is why do you need a squat rack if you're going to do overhead squats because you should be able to clean and yeah and jerk it yep. or snatch it whatever to overhead yep i have an out of the box uh prediction all right tell me cross it total Oh, really? You have 20 minutes to find a CrossFit total. The CrossFit total is the combination one rep max deadlift, one rep max back squat, one rep max strict press. And what I like about it is, especially when they put a time domain on it, like 20 minutes sound long. And I will say this, 20 minutes sucks for the judges who have to watch the videos. That's a lot of 20-minute videos. But you can fast forward and just like when they're about to lift and make sure if you're an athlete, you break down what weights are on. But- I think it would be a really cool thing. I don't want to do it because I'd be afraid of getting hurt. But I, I do think it would be a cool test to say, hey, or they say this, they, they can make this safe and say, you have 20 minutes, but you can only do every lift three times. So they did program the CrossFit total for one of the games events. It so was outdoors. Can, yeah. And they can tie it to that a little bit. Yeah. But I remember even watching that, the movement was pretty poor, especially on the deadlifts. Yeah. Like you don't, I, there would be a lot of people that would get hurt. And that strict press was getting a little janky for some yeah, of them. Yeah, for sure. But that I, was tough. And I would say the last thing I just want to say about that is if there is a max lift, right? This is part of competing to me, injury prevention. You got to be fresh all weekend. And there are some workouts of that where you might, if there's a cross the total, you, you might have to leave something in the tank just to be safe. I think there will be a press movement, maybe a squat movement. Would they add a deadlift movement into into that? I would. I, I wonder, but I I could totally see something like that. A squat be. press, yeah. yeah, total. That that's a great idea. Yeah. I think it was like lit a light bulb in my head, yeah. and I was like, yeah, I could yeah. totally see that. That would be cool. So yeah. So yeah, that that's like the flow for the master's equipment list, guys. That's the flow of what the weekend will be. You're definitely going to see some high level workouts, some separators, and. Um, you know, we wish luck to anyone that's doing this, whether you're from Bison or outside of Bison. It's an intense three to four day period, but I think it's something that down the road you'll look back on. It's going to create some cool memories. There's so many people that are also on the bubble with yeah. this one. And I feel if you really want to feel like you're doing classic CrossFit, this is all really very, very classic CrossFit. Yep. And the open is more accessible, but if you really have any competitive aspirations or more on the sports side of things, yep. which a lot of our athletes yeah. have, yeah, you just got to get through that open to get to here and play with with all this equipment right. and, and all these movements that you really love and yeah. want to do. The high-end stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and I know there's probably what, like, seven, eight, nine, ten people that are on the bubble. Yeah, within 3%. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait because I feel like a lot of them are going to make it next year. Yep. I feel like this number of people, we have what? How many? 14, 14 this year? Yeah. I bet you we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get 20 next year. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to increase that number every year. And I would also say, just to build off that, if, if this is a goal of yours and you want to get there someday, I would come try to watch as much as possible to just see what it's like. like kind of like the pressure, support people. Also, that's a big part of it. A lot of these guys doing these workouts are going to be nervous and, and you supporting them will help. I've been in these situations before where I go and watch something and I'm like, I want to do that. 
Yeah. I really confirmed it in my head that I was like, I want to be out there someday. Yeah, these guys are really talented. They know how to move well. They're really motivated. Yep. And it's really funny. We have not, like I said, nine women, five guys. Yeah. I mean, different backgrounds. Yeah. Different body types. Right. But they're all extremely coachable. Yep. They, Humble about it. They've, they have made so much progress. None of these guys came out of the box like super talented. Yep. yep. Most of everyone that I know who have, maybe they have one or two like major skills. Yep. But everything else, they earned it. Yep, I agree. All right, well, thank you guys. That's April 21st, 24th. And uh, we'll probably do maybe a little bit of a recap once it's done. Maybe break down the workouts. Maybe we'll see. We'll have to check our schedules when they come out. We're both going to be involved in that, so we're probably not going to uh, have that time to, to do it. But we'll definitely do our best to break things down, whether they're, they're right before or right after they come out or the week after, sorry. And good luck to all those that are competing. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for taking the time out of your day to listen to the Herd Fit Podcast. Be on the lookout for next week's episode.